It all starts with you, where you are right now and where you want to go before you can scale, before you can focus on your growth for the next 90 days. You have to start with you and to know what questions that you need to ask yourself in order for you to really dissect your business, to understand how you can start to scale it. Make sure you stick around to this entire interview as I talk with Jay Winslow, who is an amazing business coach consultant and has in the past two to five X businesses from small businesses, medium, large businesses, she's done it all. And so make sure you stick around for this entire interview. So you understand how you can really start to dissect your own business and what you need to do in order to scale it and really take it to that next level. Because you have what Jay likes to call fabulosity and it's inside of you. Somebody just has to point it out. And sometimes it's so much easier for someone else to point out that fabulosity that you have inside of you to really understand what that is and really hone in on it. And that's what Jay helps her clients do. Find that fabulosity, point it out, understand what it is, and then use it to their advantage so that they can take their selves, their whole being, their whole life and their business and take it to the next level. So if you're curious about what fabulosity even is and how Jay points it out, make sure you stick around for this entire interview. You are here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. All right, Jay, I know that you've been a longtime coach and consultant helping small businesses to and to 5x their business while releasing burnout stress, anxiety. So I'm really super excited to have you on here today to have you be able to talk about scaling and sustainability. Do you mind coming across like one tip that every small business should consider when they're looking to scale and start growing sustainably? Ooh, one. Just start with one and then we yeah, so much more. <laughs> given that my bent, if you will, my focus is branding and building your brand and brand leadership. I think there's actually, and the reason okay. I'm gonna say that is because I think we have to look at your business from the inside out and then from the outside in. Mm -hmm. So the first step always is to do a thorough assessment of where you are now. And mm -hmm. it's, I know that sounds really crazy and basic, but so many people, we don't do that because we're just moving ahead, we'll go. And so when we're in go mode, oftentimes that bite us in the, so we really need to, we really need to stop and pause and see, okay, where am I now from an internal place? So under the umbrella of internal, right? There's systems, there's procedures, there's your team, there's what about you, there's your vision. So there's all these different aspects to play with and to hone in and assess your P&L, what's your profit margin, like things that people, we take for granted, but we don't always really have our arms around. So that's the first piece. And then the second piece is to go look from the outside in. How are your customers perceiving you? What would, do you think they would say about you? What do they feel your failings are? Like where do they feel your weak spots are? So there's a lot under those umbrellas 
but those are the two areas to start. Definitely. I love that. I love that. And when you are working with clients and you're trying to really dive in and assess where they are right now, what are the kind of questions that you look to explore with them? So I have a 20 or 25 questions that I have people ask. So it's an in-depth. So you want to feel like I see it as you're going to a doctor. So when you go to the doctor and you say, this hurts, they're going to go deeper. They're going to have all sorts of questions about when did it start and what does it feel like and where did it originate and where is it now? And so it's that we want to find out where your energetic leaks are, what's working, what's not working. We want to be really honest with ourselves and the process. And it's, it's like going to a doctor or taking your car in for service. Like we want to know what's going on. There isn't just one thing or two things or five things. It's pretty in-depth. And the deeper you can go, the better your outcome is going to be because you're going to have more of a familiarity. And I know this sounds, this may even sound basic, but I can't tell you how many people, it doesn't even matter where you are in your business cycle, that going back to this basic inquiry is really helpful and important. Yeah, definitely. And I've heard a lot of coaches and different people say that a lot of when you dive down and really get into the basic questions, you start to revolve around a lot of, okay, what is on a personal level? Do you explore kind of side things as well with your clients? Because it comes up a lot when you're talking with different clients about like the basics of their business and really trying to dive down into that. It also comes around a lot too. Okay. What are you <laughs> like a lot of personal right. kind of side of things where you're, where do you yeah. see that? come up? So one of the things that comes up and one of the questions is what are your non-negotiables? So we all have visions for what is the vision for the business? Has it changed since you first started? What have you learned? You know, most of the people that I work with have gone through two, three, four cycles of business. So they've had their ups, they've had their downs. They've navigated some rough waters. They've sailed over smooth waters. So what does that even mean to you? Because one man's smooth is another man's rough, right? So one person who feels like, oh my gosh, the boat is going to overturn is another person's, oh, this is awesome. So you have to figure that out. And so it's really important. Some people want more time with their kids. Some people don't have kids. Some people want to go on holidays. Some people want to work. Everybody's different. So you really have to figure out what's your non-negotiable? What is your idea of what's a great month? A lot of people come to me and they may be bringing in under 100K a month. They can't quite get to that 85, which is the million mark. And then they want to go to 2 million or 3 million or 4 million. Well, how are we going to get there? What's the map? What's the path we're going to follow? And do we need to adjust that? Has that shifted for you? Who you are in your 30s or 40s or 50s, everything changes. So we want to do it. We want to do a check-in of it all. And then if you are nearing some exhaustion or burnout, what does that even look like for you? What fuels some decimates others. We need to see where you are with that. We need to see what's your diet like? Are you still partying like you're in your 20s? How's that working for you? So there's a lot of different things that come up through this diagnosis. A lot of it has to do with your team. How's your team functioning? Is everyone in the right seat in the bus? What have you learned about your team that you didn't know a year ago or two years ago? Who's come and gone? What are your needs now? Who's your next hire going to be? What does that look like? There's a zillion questions. So we really need to fill that out and get really dig in there. So that's quite, that takes some time. And then we need to prioritize. Okay, so we know all of the things now, but where are we going to focus? I like to break it down into 90 day segments, like to quarters. 
because it's eating that elephant. When you eat the whole elephant, it's just, whoa, you're not going to feel good for many days. It will impede many things. But if you're just eating a part of the elephant, if you're eating an elephant ear, that's much more digestible. So what are we going to eat in this next 90 days that's then going to move that needle in your business, in your life, in this construction of this beautiful thing that you're creating. And so what are the needle movers? And what I may perceive as that may not be what you perceive as that. And so it's a very interesting dance as a leader to understand not only what's going on, but what will maximize the organization, what will tap into your zone of genius, what will satisfy your mission and vision, what will move you forward and then also fill your coffee. Yeah, definitely. And what is your favorite part of leading a client down that process? My favorite part is just being a witness to their blooming, I call it, right? So having this awareness of their growth, like I had a client recently, we've been working together for a long time. He's gone from, he's almost at 2 million, but we started, he was well under a million. And to know that something that would have completely knocked him off course a year ago, two years ago. Now he can just navigate with ease because who he is and having the ability to hold this organization, to hold the space for the people within the organization and to lead the drive forward, to be able to do it with greater ease as you grow as a person. Oh, that's just, so blending the business and the personal growth for me is just such a delight because people are in their skin differently. They show up differently. They parent differently. They think of themselves differently. They see possibilities differently. It's just the most beautiful thing. Yeah, that's great. And I knew this from when I was a teacher and has been working with individuals too. It's been a lot of, sometimes as the teacher or the coach, you learn just as much from them. They teach you as much as you are in the process of learning how to coach better, how to teach better. And what has been your biggest aha moment for you personally, when you've been working with a client? I'm sure all of us have this, but you know how oftentimes, so sometimes I feel like it's not really me. I'm channeling. There's some weird download occurring and I'll have stuff come out of my mouth and think, oh boy, that was for you. You better write that down and act on that yourself, lady. Yeah. I believe if we're all always interested, conscious, curious business owners, then you can't help but grow yourself as you grow your business. It's often been said that growing a business is like the number one personal development experience on the planet. And I do believe that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You start down that journey of entrepreneurship and you just can never go back. And plus it just becomes this situation where you're like always constantly curious about so many different things. And there's so much out there to learn. And as an employee of a business, you get defined as, oh, you are this. And so you have this little persona that you have to fill. But then when you're an entrepreneur and you're starting your own business, you wear so many hats that doesn't even matter. Like you can't define yourself. You just define yourself as this big bucket called entrepreneurship and you're an entrepreneur and that means you do so many different things and so you have this chance and this opportunity to go learn so many new things and it's so exciting but it's also like really overwhelming just how much you're learning and how much you're understanding about so many new things and it's definitely a huge personal development process for sure <laughs> wow it is it is and i also believe that yes it is for you as well as your team because most of the people I work with are 
smaller businesses, and I believe this is true for big businesses, especially in this time when retention is a thing and leadership is such a buzzword, but it really is an important distinction because we as leaders have this opportunity to not see our employees or team members as one thing. We really do us and our team, our members and our organization and our leadership a disservice if we don't also gift our team with that same opportunity. So I am often asking my people, what are you noticing about your team members that they could grow into? Like where could they stretch and where could they benefit from either new skills, new education, better leadership, like all the things, because we want to lift as we climb. So to keep everyone pigeonholed isn't really serving. So we want to be careful with that because we all do that. We do it with our friends, our family, our kids. We want to step beyond that and look at all of this with new eyes. And that's a challenge. Yeah, it definitely is because our mind wants to simplify things. It wants to say, okay, you are in this category, so I consider you this, and then nicely breaks things apart. And so we can easily organize things in our mind. It's not always beneficial. And especially in talking with someone, you might discover that they have this skill that you just never knew. And you're just like, wow, I never knew that. And be able to consider them in a new light is always really important and to not like you said pigeonhole them in, into one category really good thing for sure yeah yeah and it can go the other way too like I had somebody who they had someone on their team and when they they were like their first real hire and they were like amazing and we thought oh as the company grows clearly this person is going to be a manager and it's going to be like a big cheese and help take a lot of the stress off you but as everything developed the person froze and it really was mm -hmm. not a fit for them and eventually they did leave the organization because they weren't actually able to really up level in a way that was necessary for the expansion of all. But you gotta pay attention because we make up these stories like, oh, they're not doing their job and they're not this and they're not that. We don't know, especially, gosh, right now there's so much going on. The energy in the ethers is so off and so anxiety ridden. And sometimes some of the stuff that we're carrying, it's not even ours, but it's seeping into our daily lives and how we do our jobs and how we do our work and how we show up at work. That's really important. Definitely. Very true. And I'd also love to hear from you, like, what is one thing that you have seen as a challenge to businesses who are looking to grow, looking to scale? What does that mean challenge that they seem to come across that you help them go around or was that general category of that? Cause it might be very individualistic depending on the company. So do you have any cash? If I had to pick one, it would probably be around culture and how you generate an environment for excellence in growth. So that's huge. But as I said that, and also that's assuming that you have already dialed in on what you're offering and to whom. If that's not on track, then culture doesn't matter because you're so off. But if you are clear that what you're that there's a market for what you're providing and that there's a profit margin that all lines up, all the numbers work, then the next place is really what kind of environment, whether it's virtual or in person or a hybrid, right? How are you creating a connection? for your people. A lot of the times you can course correct and really influence your organization by doing things like having regular 
ops meetings? Are you meeting with your team weekly? I can't tell you how many people don't do that and how beneficial it is, whether it's a wow. quick half hour check-in or if it's a Monday morning to do, not like these laborious corporate all day affairs. I'm very much against those, but really like how are you diving in and connecting with your people? And how do you know that everybody's up to what they're supposed to be up to? So that's one. And then the other big thing is connections. So another thing that I am very big on is having teams gather for fun. So what, again, especially if you're virtual, like for you, for people that invest, and it seems like it's a big investment, which it can be to get everybody to come in from out of town or whatever and meet somewhere. But the benefits are incredible. Whether you do that once a year, once a quarter or whatever you do, you can have an online happy hour. I'm not really big on alcohol, so there's that, but how you define happy. Tony Shea was really big on this, right? Zappos, when he used to have his crazy parades. I don't know if you're aware of that, but there's a lot yeah. of ways there's a lot of ways to build culture, but connecting that's not work related. So one that's hyper work related connection, and then one that's just community based. Those are priceless. Gotcha. And you're saying to do one hyper organization focused one, the one non organization focused one every quarter or half a year, well, the, or a year. The think? organization ones should be weekly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to, cause yeah. you want to find out like what's going wrong, what went right, where did we move ahead? It's like a triage. I don't know if you ever watch any of those hospital shows where they have those big whiteboards and they're like, here's the patient who's working on them. Here's what we're good doing. It's the same thing. Who's the client? What's up? How are we doing? Who's leading this team? Who's leading this charge? Give us a report. What's going on? What's happening? We want to make sure that everything is good. And if it's not good, then we want to use the power of the team to problem solve, to be curious, to dig in a little bit. And not from a blame or anything. It's really just from a, okay, how can we use our human capital, right, to solve where we are now so that we're all winning, including the clients, right? We want to create a win environment. Part of that is actually meeting with your team members and understanding what's their vision for their life. Where do they see themselves? How do they see themselves? as being valuable to the team? And how are we as uh, leaders adding to the value of their lives? Because we're impacting them and how they behave. We don't realize that we are always mentoring and we're always creating this environment where there are some takeaways. Like people ask me, I thought you were a life coach. I call it a coach consultant because Part of it is strategy and consulting. Part of it is lifting the team. So I don't think there's a distinction. To me, business is life. We spend so many hours at business. So it's only natural that something that you learn at work would be something that you could take home and discuss with your kids or open up a conversation with your partner. There's so much richness here that we don't mine. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Like we try to separate and there's all this kind of like work-life balance that people talk about. And I think the way you're talking about it, you're also mentioning there's a gray area and there's overlap and that's okay as long as we are in balance in other ways as well. I just wonder if we thought of it more as like work-life integration than here's my work and here's my life. Because that's kind of not true. We are not that kind of being. We are beings that integrate. We are beings that weave a tapestry of life. And you don't have two tapestries. You have a tapestry. So it's all woven together. And that's what I help people do. That's It's very hard to mine your own gems, right? Like you can't see your fabulosity the way I 
can witness your and mention your fabulosity because it's like having something on the top of your head, like a hat or a bug or whatever, but you don't have a mirror. So there's something up there, but you really don't know what it is unless somebody says, Hey, that's a really cool hat. You're like, it is? I didn't know I had a hat. But so you have all these aspects of yourself that are shining and bright and beautiful that you just, you don't have any awareness. Yeah, that's awesome. And have you ever had when you point these things out to clients about, you have this fabulosity. I really like that word that you used. You have this fabulosity to you. Have you ever had any like shocked reactions of what? No, I don't. Or like, what is your, I, mean, I, just, had someone, I just had someone tell me a story. They, something was going on and they, they are so deaf at handling it. And I said, wow, you're really good at this. Were you always like this? And they went on to tell me a story about this traumatic experience they had when they were little but through that experience like you think about the kids that went to a lot of schools and they learned how to be with all sorts of different people to be accepted or maybe they were bullied or maybe they had difficulties at home which all of these are quite traumatic but the tools that we develop as a result to really thrive in the world those are the tools that are serving you now. And we oftentimes don't connect those dots. So one of the things I like to say is I call it your journey holds the clues because all of this data that exists that we either discount, don't recall, or don't really connect those dots, all of that really matters to who you be now and how you navigate stuff. So once we were able to really highlight, wow, you are so good at this, that allowed him to step more fully into that aspect of himself and really have an awareness. So that allows you to let go of some anxiety, to let go of some of unsureness that lives inside of you and realize, wait a minute, I've been doing this since I was little. I've been doing this for the last 40 years. I've been doing this. It's just, it's woven into me because of that experience. So I can now show up with greater certainty and confidence, which up levels your whole frequency and changes the dynamic that you are now impacting. It's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. When you realize something that you've touched on briefly many times, you've had this inkling of a thought somewhere. And then when it like, you finally connect those neurons together, it can be like so profound. You're like, man, why didn't I think about this before? <laughs> it's just incredible. And so I'd like to talk a little bit, I know we've been touching on it here and there about what you do in your business. Do you mind just giving us a brief overview of what you do at Unforgettable Brands? Thanks for asking. I guess what I usually say about it is that I help people discover, uncover, reveal their own, I call it your recipe for success. So imagine that you were on the show Chopped, some sort of cooking show, and you were given a bunch of ingredients, right? Many of us are given those same ingredients, but we don't create this dish. We don't have the same outcome. So what we want to do is I don't, I'm not really interested in what the gurus say and the silver bullet of here's how to solve XYZ. What we want to try to do and what we do is uncover your recipe, your formula for success so that you can uniquely unpack and design amazing dish, this amazing meal that will translate into a beautiful business that fulfills you, that makes a difference in the world and impacts all those you come in contact with so that you are making a dent in the universe in a beautiful way. 
So that's what I help people do. We design the strategy and then that's the consulting piece. And then we use coaching to overcome some of the mindset and obstacles that and challenges that arise. So we're always moving forward. Definitely. And are you, how do you keep that consistency and the accountability when it comes to moving forward after you design this plan? How do you keep aligned to that plan? So we consult the plan. We also have to realize that there is life. So oftentimes other things will come up that get in the way of the plan. So part of it is gently steering back or waking people up, but it's really just saying, it's in, how do we include it all and keep moving? I feel like Part of my job is being a cheerleader because I work with people that solidly I can say that my belief in you is at least as strong as your belief in you. Like I see you as this great, amazing doer, impactor, difference maker. I don't work with people that I don't see as magnificent, shining, bright beings and really feel wholeheartedly that their business makes a difference in the world. So when I'm coming from that and you and I are standing on the edge of whatever darkness together, I know that together we are going to fly. And I know that who you are as an innovator is powerful. And so part of what I do is infuse that into you so that you have that belief too, so that you can continue out in the world. So part of it's that, and then part of it's much more strategic and business oriented. We crunch numbers and we do P and L's and we have an awareness of all the things. A lot of what I do and a lot of where I believe the richness is how are we developing ourselves as emotionally intelligent humans that can roll with life, can dance with danger, and can pull in this vision that we have created because my belief is that it was not given to you for nothing. You are here to develop, serve, and live this amazing life that only you can create. And that's what that's innovators awesome. and change makers are all about. And that's who I love to work with. Yeah, definitely. That's really awesome. And you mentioned emotional intelligence. If you were to define that for yourself, what would be the way that you would describe that to someone? So one of the things that I do when we start as part of the diagnostic is we do a lot of work around your values and the values of the business. So you have personal values and many times that is imbued into the business as the leader. So we want to get great clarity about that so that the people you bring in on your team also have like-minded, you can have a similar value. Like we have it right now, although it's become really messy in our country, the U.S., because many of the opposing sides have similar values, but we seem to be expressing them in different ways. So we don't see that when we get into that stuff we can still have the same values, right? So we wanna make sure that's lined up. But the emotional intelligence part is really what we've been discussing is, and I have assessments that we use for this to really understand, here's where I am in my journey of being emotionally mature. Because I think in many ways, many of us either grow up too fast or we don't grow up at all. Like, I know that sounds really extreme, but it is. And so how do we find this place in the middle where we are managing our curiosity, where we are enhancing our ability to hold the organization, as I mentioned, where we are acting as leaders. So we're taking responsibility for Jack Hanfield calls it E plus R equals O, event plus response equals outcome. So part of that is our reacting or responding. And there's all these little distinctions about our behavior yeah. that we can work on and that we can strengthen 
so that we are emotionally capable and we don't just revert into that little like, I don't want to, I don't want to play anymore. I just want to go home because that doesn't really work out. How do we continue to up level and become more of an adult? And we can have a four or five, $10 million business. And we can still have a conversation about putting on our big kid panties to take on whatever's happening. Cause there's always going to be like an alligator out there wanting to have you for lunch. So yeah. <laughs> We got to figure that out. That's an answer, but that's kind of. No, I know. I love that. That's, that was a great answer. That was really good. And I'd love to ask you personally for your business, where do you see your growth moving in the rest of 2022? Yeah, I really enjoy working one-on-one -on -one with clients. And so I'm just looking for a couple more clients to impact. I only work with a handful of people at a time because I really like getting very involved and I am very involved with my people. And I don't mean in terms of interacting, but I think about them a lot and I'm always scanning and scouting for them and digesting their material and trying to really anticipate and see where they can lean in that will be easy and yet fruitful. Yeah. And then that's where I am with it. So I'm working on a couple of things, but to reach more people, because we're all in the same boat in that regard. And I do run some workshops and speak. I'm speaking in November in Phoenix and I do some of that sort cool. of thing. And I do a lot of podcasts. I love doing podcasts. I think they're a blast. I love meeting new people and I love talking yeah. about business. I love business. I can talk about it for days. Just like everyone else, we're all leaning in and expanding who we are and what we are up to. Awesome. And I love asking this question too. So what are you learning right now? What am I learning right now? I am learning a number of things. One of the things I like to do is continue. I like to keep learning so that I can then pass it on to my clients. I am in the process. I'm actually collabing with somebody in the nonprofit space who's really adept and she's been in that space a long time. I was in nonprofit for a couple of years. So I have a candle on that, but also all sorts of different aspects, like not how do nonprofits really thrive? So we want to help some nonprofits up level, figure out what is your path? Because a lot of nonprofits don't understand how to make money. They think that a nonprofit isn't making money, which isn't true. So that's one. And then, and then I'm learning about media and how to get featured in the news. So that kind of thing. And then I'm learning some more things about marketing and branding all the time. So yeah, I'm always immersed. Definitely. I think as an entrepreneur, you can't go around not learning new things so, so i always love asking that question because i always get a very number of responses it's always very enlightening so thank you and i and, love podcasts i think people should listen to more <laughs> oh yeah definitely i agree i think they're great and what is another thing that you would like somebody to take away from your message here today about scaling about sustainability for your business about culture what would you like them to yeah. take away so I guess what came through it. So I call my company Unforgettable Brands. And I think that everybody wants that. They want to be seen and heard and visible and unforgettable. We want to be remembered, many of us leaders. So I want you to understand that in order to reach that, to understand and consider that your brand and all of these things that we're talking about are under the umbrella of your brand. And that I consider to be the soul of your business. So what I want to invite everyone to do is to really pay attention and listen for this soul that you are co-creating with the ethers and see how you can be curious and lean into and design this next iteration. So imagine that your business is in second grade 
or whatever you choose. And they're now graduating into the next grade. What would that look like? If you could really have this ideal situation, what would this little soul be moving towards? And so that would be my invitation and takeaway. That's awesome. I love that. Very cool. And if somebody wants to reach out to you to learn more about what you do, to help them grow their business sustainably, how can they reach out to you? I'd love to hear from anybody. My email is jw at unforgettablebrands.com. So certainly feel free to use that. It's not for spam. Thank you. And uh, I'm in process of changing a lot of my visuals and stuff. But I guess on LinkedIn would be a great place to find me. Great, yeah. great. Awesome. That's how we found each other, actually. Yes, it is. Thank you so much, Jay. This has been really great being able to have you on here, have you on the podcast, be able to talk all about business and really about growing and culture and all the things that we touched on. So thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope definitely we can have you back on the show sometime to speak even further and be able to spread your wisdom about branding and all sorts of other things. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. And if you enjoyed listening to Jay and how she talked all about business, scaling sustainably, and really finding your fabulosity, then I invite you to get in contact with Jay and just find a time to chat because being able to just chat with her, sit down and understand what your needs are and how you guys might be able to work together, you guys can find some amazing synergy because she is just such a wonderful person to talk with, to understand, to really get to know that you will definitely not leave the conversation disappointed in the slightest. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries. And if you are interested in taking your green business to the next level, consider checking out our Business Creativity Mastermind linked in the show notes below to harness the power of creativity and innovation to 10x your business. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity.